0: Hey, a guy waiting on the line was at the big one last night wow. at Allianz, the brand new stadium. I'm rising for a standing ovation for a Premiership-winning coach, John Strange. Good morning, mate.
1: Hey, guys. How are you going?
0: Yeah, yeah, we're well. We're on top of the world. It's finals time. And congratulations to your team, you guys are just on fire in 2022 in the second edition of the NRLW. After you already won the grand final back in April, mate. What a win last night in the grand final replay, 34
1: to six. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was outstanding at the end. Obviously, at halftime, where um yeah, it was a bit of a grind and an arm wrestle, so to speak. But um, yeah, really happy with the girls of how they uh, came out in the second half. We just adjusted a few things. That. Um, I try and open the game up a little bit, and um, local girl Jocelyn Kelleher really did that, sort of playing as mm. that ball-playing lock off the bench and um, sort of set the tone. I thought for the girls in the second half to sort of rack up some points, but it, yeah, definitely a very very tough game for the girls.
2: Mate, there were so many good performers last night, and you touched on Jocelyn, and, and you know she's a local girl who, you know, she's so young yet got she's got so much ability, she's got so much skill, she's got so much talent. Um, and, you know, she's wrapped into a little package there, uh, which is fantastic. And she managed to score a try there at the end, which is, you know, great for her. But, you know, some of the other performances from the girls, do you know, the game has come a long way, this women's game, in such a short period of time, Strangie?
1: Yeah, I think it definitely has, Butes, last last couple of years in particular. And I think the speed of the game um, last night, you could sort of really tell mm. there that the, the speed has really increased. <laughs> Obviously, the skill level has as well, um, and the toughness has always been there, but just the speed of the game, the way the girls are playing now, they're, you know, they're, everything's a lot more professional for them. Why they're not all full-time athletes just yet, they're, they're certainly training like that outside of sort of work hours and, and family life, so it's, it's really improved um, the product. And, yeah, like someone like Jocelyn, she's played, I was talking to her, you know, straight after the game, and, yeah, it's the first time she's actually played lock for us. She's played, obviously, half-back, um, mm. back row, you know, 5'8", but she's just a footballer and um, she just does a great job no matter where she plays. So, you know, it's a testament to her and her versatility and her attitude to just sort of say, look, wherever you want me to play, that's what I'll do. And, um, you know, another another girl that I think needs to mention, another local girl, Shordon Burton, who um, played for, originally for the Budgie Bulldogs uh, up there the northern end of the coast and then with Bertholdale Berthold Panthers, I think, She's, uh, her game's gone to another level this year as well. So, um, yeah, really pleasing for, for us as a team, but for me in particular coming from the Central Coast with all the Central Coast girls in there and, you know, watching them perform at that at the highest levels is, yeah, really pleasing for me.
0: Hey, John, I want to talk a whole lot more footy, but how was the atmosphere last night all at right. that, you know, the jewel in the crown now? It's the brand-new stadium Alliance in Sydney.
1: Yeah, it's pretty special. We we're, were lucky enough to be able to do the captain's run on Thursday. Um, afternoon and yeah, even even that was yeah, it was um, pretty crazy to just walk out there with no crowd, no no sort of fans or atmosphere, but just to stand out in the middle and and have a look around. They were setting a few things up with all the lights and and everything like that. And um, yeah, it's spider cam sort of running running around while the girls were training. It was yeah, it was pretty impressive. And you know, to go into the sheds and see what they've got set up in there for all the players. It's um, yeah, it's, it's it's unbelievable actually. And then. Then obviously, for the girls to to play there and open the stadium up that um, you know I said to them during the week, like you're going to remember this this mm. for the this game for the rest of your life, you know let's let's remember it for the right reasons, obviously with getting the the win, but um, just, just really really it and soak it up, so yeah, it was very, very special for yeah for all the girls involved.
2: It's funny, you know you talk about that you no know, stranger, because I had the chance when I was playing with Parramatta, we played against the Broncos up at QE two Stadium. Uh, It was after they closed Lang Park, Uh, and it was you know it was the Broncos party, and it was the celebration of you know coming to a new stadium, and we managed to knock them off, um, which I don't know how the hell we did it, but nevertheless we did it. (laughs) But um, it was something that has stuck in my mind forever in terms of you know what that meant to us and how important it was, and you know we're up we're up against the Broncos side that you know had absolute champions in it and you know, there was a couple of nufties from Parramatta who yeah. you know we didn't have much going for us we a good
0: record against the Broncos we did
2: have a good record against the Broncos mate you, you know I guess the great thing about last night was not only did they get to open the stadium or be the first team to, to play on the stadium towards the back end of that game there were some serious people there you know cheering them on and to be in that atmosphere it must have been so exciting for the girls
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like I walked out, I obviously spent the whole game up in the box. You sort yeah. of blocked in up. There, but I walked out on the field directly after the um, the game had finished and, yeah, you could feel the atmosphere. Um, obviously, a lot of Roosters fans there to turn up to watch, mm. watch the men, but a lot of them had turned up early to watch the girls and support them, which is great. Um, so, yeah, look, they were just sort of all looking around. Obviously, they were happy with the way they played and the result, but they were just sort of looking around and, and soaking it up and um, and, yeah, like you're right, Butts, I don't think they'll ever forget that, that experience yeah. of, of being out there. And, um, you know, just, just other things as well. Like you talk about Isabel Kelly, our captain. So she's the yes. first um, captain to obviously you know, win a match at that stadium. That'll, that's history. That'll never be, never be changed. And, mm. and what they've also set up there at Allianz, they've got one of the foundations of the actual stadium. Um, it's like a raw concrete um, pile on it that comes from the ground all the way up to the top. What they're getting, every captain, every um, winning captain um, after the game, they're actually getting them to sign that. So Isabel Kelly signed that last night. So she's the first, you know, Teddy would have signed it as well, but Isabel Kelly from um, Berkeley Vale was the first ever rugby league captain to sign that, you know, and there's going to be some great names on that. Concrete pylon for for many many years to come. So it's just it just a special night, and um yeah, it was just it was great for for them all.
0: buttes uh, we're talking to John Strange, and you were just saying to me a moment ago, you've got the next question, and it's about the the way the Roosters, the NRLW side, are travelling after winning the grand final. They've just been perfect so far this year.
2: They have, and I think you know Strange, you can take a lot of credit for that, mate, for the work that you've done with these girls. And um, I know I've had. I've had limited experience coaching women, Steve, but I've got to say I, I coached the Ozte girls up at the State Cup just recently and I loved every part of it. Like it was just they are so willing to listen and to, to learn and to take everything on board. And Strange, I dare say you probably find the same with these girls, that they're just so hungry for information.
1: Oh, they absolutely are, you And that's, uh, that's why I love coaching the, the women. They just um, <coughs> they take it all and I think I think the difference is I've been sort of thinking about this a lot over the last couple of years. I think with the boys, when you sort of coach them at sort of eighteen and, and above, they've usually been playing since age six, and you know yep. had a lot of different coaches, and they've sort of got all the information and kind of think you know they're they're sort of all over it. But you know a lot of the girls are coming in late; they don't play from the age of six and come from different sports. So the the attitude yes. is a lot more open-minded to to wanting to learn and, and understand actually how to play the game and. Um, so yeah, it's really rewarding in, in that regard, and um, you know, and then you have, you know, then you have players like you know Sammy Bremner, who's come in this year for us. She's thirty-one. She's played for Australia. She's done it all, um, but she's she's got the attitude of wanting to learn and get better and improve as well after coming back from from having kids. So yeah, just right across the, the park, they, it's um yeah, it's their willingness to want to. Be as good as they can. Um, You know that's it's just really rewarding as a coach.
2: I think it's interesting. You know, you talk about you know the eagerness for you know information and knowledge. You know, a lot of them come from other sports, and you know the opportunities that have opened up in recent years. You know, it's fantastic, and I absolutely love uh, how you know there's girls here on the central coast that are playing. League tag, they're playing rugby union, they're playing AFL all on the same weekend. Like, it's ridiculous to think that they can fit that in and how they fit it in.
0: Like your great friend Ange Jones? Ange
2: Jones. Like, it just blows me away that girls are doing this. But I look at it, and, and I'll refer to uh, Oztag as one of those uh, nurseries for, the, you know, the rugby league players, now the NRLW players. A lot of the time, they're not actually being coached as such, right? It's almost like their natural ability has got them to a certain point and because they've played and and you know odds tag is not a game where there's a lot of coaching involved you know kids play on midweek and you know they don't train you know two or three sessions a week they get to this point they got this natural ability and suddenly they've got a guy like John Strange who can nurture that and you know mold them and shape them and, and give them the guidance they need they just soak it up and I think that's the important aspect for you Strange obviously as a coach and what I found coaching the the Oztag girls is they just thrive on that environment.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, there's a girl that obviously you know really well would we'll talk about Jocelyn Keller, who, who you've mm. coached, you know, quite a bit at the Oztag um, level. Like the fact that um, Jocelyn's had that um, that grounding in Oztag, you know, from someone like yourself, obviously, viewed as, as a coach to the help her there. Now, she's also where you guys are down at Adelaide Street now. She's played a lot of AFL down there for the yeah. Bombers. Um, so if you look at her as a player, she's a great kicker of the footy. Um, yes. You know, she gets that and catch and pass and everything like that from AFL. And then her skills and her understanding of how to play rugby league, a lot of that, I think, has been grounded from playing, you know, and learning how to play AUSTAG. and So there's a lot of girls that come into, into rugby league that I get them they have already got this grounding from other sports and other really quality coaches um, that actually make my job a lot easier, to be perfectly honest. Um, hey, you know, could, and that's... Could I... Sorry, John, could
0: I ask one question about Jocelyn? Uh, you know, we're biased yeah. here, but is she the most versatile player in the competition in 2022?
1: Oh, yeah, without a, without a doubt. Um, you know, which is probably hard for her sometimes, but uh, look, she's going to nail down a starting spot very soon and then she's going to own that, you know, for the next 10 years. But um, you know, the first year I coached her, I put her in the back row. Um, she went really well there as a ball playing back row, then moved at a half back. Um I think a, I think a spot going forward is the way she's developing is gonna be that half back, dominant halfback on the ball player. Mm-hmm. Um which to be fair right now I've got a I've got her coming off the bench playing that role. You know, she's sort of that, that middle third sort of Isaiah Yo type ball player that's um that Penrith used. Um, so it's, yeah, so I, I think she's a very versatile player and, and even last year, you look at the semi-final and grand final, I brought her off the bench at Hooker, and yes. and she was one of the best players in those two games as well at, at Hooker, um, a position that she hadn't played, so but I, I think, I, I do go back to the fact that she's had that grounding at Oztag, League Tag, AFL um, yes. all these different sports so when she comes in, she's just multi-talented so it doesn't matter what position I ask her to play, she she just adapts really well. And, I, and like I said, it just goes back to the grounding that she's had um, before she actually started playing rugby league.
2: I, I know that she was in the origin squad, um, you know, the, the big squad before it was reduced. And I, I dare say she's not that far off from rep footy, uh, Jocelyn Killeher, Uh and her versatility could be one of the main factors uh, in relation to how she goes and, well, and why she makes it. Craig Wing made a career out of it. There's several players. That... Well,
0: well, I wonder now, Buttes, uh, you know, I spoke to Brad Donald on my podcast recently, yep. The Perfect Ten. I wonder if she's a smoky for the World World Cup. I mean, that's going to be incredibly tough, isn't it, for Brad Donald, uh, John? Like, how in the world does he narrow down a squad of 24?
1: Oh, he's got the world's hardest job. Like, it's obviously, it's a good problem, but... You know, people are asking me now about Sammy Bremner at fullback and, you know, Maton Agado and, and Tamika Upton are outstanding. But I actually mm. think Sammy's he's playing better than both of those two superstars. And I, I think all three of them have got to be there. But then where do they play? You know, and there's so many so many good players um, that we've got in our squad. And obviously, you know, you'd have to say we're the form side. So I think you'd have to be looking close with a lot of our players. And, yeah. and just because Joss is bench um the fact that she can literally play anywhere um i, I agree with you now uh, there steve she could be a smoky to, to jump into that squad uh, purely because she can cover any position that brad um that needs you know he might get some injuries over there in his starting side and you got someone like Joss who's um you who can just play anywhere um i think she'd yeah she's definitely a good chance and and also be mm. talking about being in the, the new south wales squad um I think she'll be in that team next year uh, not just the squad the way she's playing
0: yeah, yeah. And, and John I just wanted to talk to you finally about the changing of the guard I mean you guys are three from three Millie Boyle moves to the Newcastle Knights they've won a couple of games so far this year but you know the team that were the juggernaut and won three premierships Brisbane without a win so far in 2022 so you know The way that the competition has changed, and also Parramatta and the Gold Coast are struggling. So, you've got an observation. Yeah, I do,
2: and you know, I want to touch on Newcastle, and and in particular, Stranger, you may or may not have come across this uh, young girl, Jess Southwell. Um, Again, an odds tag, uh, junior, but my goodness, she has got some talent, and she's made a massive impact already uh, in this competition.
1: Yeah, she's, she's outstanding. Um, I've been watching her play for a few years actually coming through. She mm. sort of made headlines Yeah, quite a while ago and obviously she just won a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games yeah. as well with the Seven uh, Australian Sevens team. But um, yeah, great Oz Tag player, Sevens mm. player, rugby league. Um, yeah, know her, know her pretty well through Hannah. Um, yep. Coaching Hannah for the last few years. She sort of actually introduced me to Jessie a couple of years ago and, um, and was raving about her. Uh, before I'd watched Jessie play, and and she's telling me how good she is, and I said to Hannah one day, I said, "Is she as good as? Is she going to be as good as you?" And Hannah just looked at me and <laughs> said, "She's better than me right now." And I said, yeah. "What?" I said, she was only sixteen at the time. She said, "No, she is." So um, yeah, she's a superstar. I think she's going to be, um, you know, one of, if not one of the best, yeah, best players in the next ten years um, when we look when we look back. So. She's very young. She's certainly got a lot of development um, around playing rugby league. I believe, but um, but that's you know it's exciting for the Knights. I think as a club to know that they've got someone with her potential that they can you know, hopefully bring on to um, fulfil her potential. But yeah, she's she's been a superstar. It's just um, just good to watch. She's um, yeah, what a player that. I've... Good to watch.
2: What I love about it is the fact that she had the ability to go over and play uh, rugby sevens in the Commonwealth Games you know, as a 17, she's 17 years of age, right? Her talent is phenomenal. Uh, and for her to go over there and, and, you know, have that experience, then obviously come back and play in the NRLW and have the impact that she has uh, is phenomenal. Next week, mate, is the big clash. First versus second. The Roosters take on the Knights. Saturday up at, where would that be up? Is that up north there?
1: Well, no, actually, it's, it's we've got to get that confirmed. It's going to be based on, on our NRL. We're going to play before them, but uh, because yeah. we won last night. It looks like it's going to be um, played before the boys, possibly next Sunday at Allianz. So they're going to confirm gotcha. that tomorrow. Well, so, yeah, it's going to be What a tough. game that'll be. Yeah. What an opportunity yeah. for
2: those girls again to play in that sort of environment.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: John, we've taken up enough of your time. Um, I'm sure you've got some kind of recovery session, although my spies, my moles here on the Central Coast have seen you <laughs> smashing out some Ks on the rower at Mingara hey, recently. Hello. Yeah, burning the calories down there. We've got moles everywhere, haven't we, Butts? Well, I
2: certainly do, mate. I hope you're t- ticking over about that 140 tempo, mate. 300 metres per one minute.
1: Well, mate, I'm a little bit slow, actually. One of the girls <laughs> saw me in the gym the other week in the team and just said, are you actually going to do anything on that, on that rower? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no,
1: nah, it's all, all oh. good. Try my
0: yeah. best. It is grueling, the rower.
2: that's uh, rec- a horrible machine. The, r-
0: rowing and cycling.
2: The, the assault bike is worse. Yes. But the <laughs> rower, it's horrible.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I was the narrator for a TV series called The Search for Her. Mm. And this is a really good story. So Matt Murphy, who was a, like a legendary obstacle racer and triathlete, he would go around to clubs and see how they train, And he actually went to the North Queensland Cowboys, And Jonathan Thurston sat beside him while he tried to do what the Cowboys do on the rower. So they would have to do 100 metres in 20 seconds. Yep. And if they didn't do it, then they had penalties. Now, uh, so they'd have to do more at the end. So they had to do 20 of them in a row. Yep. And Matt
2: just fell off the rower. It's It's a 140 tempo. On yeah. the rower. It's tough. Yeah. Very, very tough.
0: Hey, John, thanks for your time, Make Good luck next week and continue the charge. The reigning Premier is the NRLW side with the Sydney Roosters. Well done, mate. Congratulations.
1: Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it.